Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. The Late Night Anger Management Class, it's level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. We're kicking it on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM, Channel 204, the flagship, and of course, the money here, 1090, San Diego in the house. Shout out to uh, everybody, Armed Forces Radio Networks, uh, tuning in, everyone, all of our uh, AM radio affiliates this evening. So uh, we're just going to wrap up with Andrew McKinnis right now and get a serious prediction. Montreal and Toronto. Then we're going to step back on the hardwood. Scoop Jackson's going to join us in a couple of moments. And for the record, we gave you San Diego in-game. It was only minus 145 slash 150. When it was 1-1, cash it. Uh, they win in extra innings. So I'm looking at this series, and Canadians to upset the Leafs, Andrew, at uh, plus 240. All right? I don't, I'm not buying into that, right? I don't know. I think they could win. I think it's going to be competitive. But I'd rather take this. Will the series go six games? So how many games in the series? How many games in the series? Six games is plus 210. Seven games is plus 240. I don't even like the Canadians plus uh, one and a half. Yeah, I don't know. They could lose in six. But I don't think they're going to get swept. And I don't think they're only going to win one game. So... I like this series to go six games at plus 210. What's your prediction on the series? The Leafs are minus 310 series favorites. Canadians plus 240. Exact games. A sweep is plus 450. Five games is plus 230. Uh, The series to go six plus 210. Series to go seven plus 240. And that's like anyone wins. If you think the Leafs are going to win in six, it's plus 340. Leafs to win in seven is plus 430. Uh, Canadians to win in seven is plus 750. How many many games do you think this is going to go? I love your bet there on that, uh, the series to go six. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm going to give my prediction here. I think that we'll see the Leafs win the game of the series in seven. I think that the Habs will get everybody's hopes up, all the fans' hopes up. They'll compete in this series and uh, just slip in, in game number seven, and we'll see a big goal, big performance from the big four. And I want to mention as well, if you're betting the Habs in this series, they have not done well in any game, Gabe, that they haven't won the first period. So maybe you give a split bet, half bet on the money line first period, half bet on the full game money line, something of that nature. But it's a pure stat, a dominant stat that has no win unless they have a good start game. Well, that's kind of the side of a drop of team if they're, you know, they're not up after the first period. Hey, thanks, Andrew McKinnis. Sounds like McKinnis is following good timing. Dying, Scoop Jackson next. Let's do it. Bring it. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the Edge? With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Everybody's got an opinion. Go ahead. Ask them. But only a few have an opinion informed by expert analysis and experience. It's called trust. It's why we're here. For you. Keep it here and get the edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. You know the digits, you know the drill, you also know the man that steps up and in right now. One of the original OGs of the game and one of our favorite men to break it down with, Scoop Jackson steps up and in. Scoop, always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I'm good, Gabe. How you doing, man? Uh, excited about, you know, the second season, as they used to call it. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you what, man. I'm really fired up. I'm re- And you know what? Am I crazy, Scoop, or does this sort of have like a NCAA college basketball or even like the TBT, the basketball tournament feel about it with the play-in stuff? And then so many, so many teams that legitimately have a chance to win. And let, let's be real, Scoop. You've been around the NBA a long time. Normally, there's one team that has a chance to win. Or maybe... Two teams, or like, yeah, one team, and maybe that team could beat uh, the other team. This year, I legitimately believe there are six teams that could win the championship. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 200%. And I think there's also, to your original point about the NCAA field to it, there's just, you know, there, there's a different sense of urgency, you know, that, that, that you're feeling going into this. And, and it reminds me of not just NCAAs, but back in the day when they used to have the first rounds used to be five game. Oh, you know, uh, play series, it. and and you had a chance for like teams to get upset, so you had to take it seriously. You know, uh, I don't know how long this is going to last, but what I think the NBA should do, uh, you know, looking at what they did last year in the bubble, look what they're doing this year as far as like finding different ways to enter into the playoffs. Maybe they should find a happy medium, and instead of going eight teams, go ten teams, giving the top two teams a bye, but having five-game series to start off the bat. You know what I'm saying? I love the five-game series, um, Connor. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it's yeah, so yeah, dramatic. It, That's what we have yeah, those upsets, right? Matumbo, yeah. hell, Jordan and the Cavs going way back, right? Jordan and the Cavs. Yeah, Jordan, yeah, five yeah, games. yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Or, make, or, or like let 10 teams in and make the first, you know, round, you know, two out of three or something like that. But I love, I love those five-game series because it gives the underdog, you know, a chance. And it gives space for players that are injured to possibly get healthy, you know, and at least play in one or two games during the season. You know, I, I think there's a way to work this out because we've heard a lot of players complain about this plan, um, and I, I kind of get that, but at the end of the day, they signed up for it. You know, their players association agreed to it, so you can't be mad once you agree to do something. But I, li- I like the feel of it. I, I really do like the feel of it, and it creates a sense of urgency that sometimes the playoffs haven't had in, the, you know, in the last, what, 20 years? There you go. Well, you know that um, Silver and his and his crew, they might have, like, somebody might have broken their wrist with all the high fives when they saw the Lakers were going to end up playing the Warriors uh, in a play-in game. Yeah. So let me ask you, what I find fascinating about this, uh, Scoop, is 
they're, everybody has something to prove. All right, let's start off with the favorites right now, the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant, man, this guy's got a bigger you know chip on his shoulder than Mount Rushmore, right? So right, Kevin Durant, right. he wants to win a championship with another team. He wants to silence the, the, the critics, uh, the people say that he just sort of joined the Warriors, never mind the fact that he was the damn MVP two times, but that he joined right. the Warriors. It's Kyrie Irving, I don't know. I bet you, like, you know, the average jackass on the street doesn't even realize Kyrie Irving basically, like, carried the Cavs and actually is a champion. But, you know, he'd like to get one without LeBron and with another team. And then you get Harden, who's never won and has been called just a stat powder and not a championship-type player. You get LeBron, who's just chasing Jordan all the time. LeBron's always got something to prove. You've got Kawhi and Paul George. Let's be real. Kawhi can step into greatness, win a title with a third team. He reshuffled the deck. He wrote he – rewrote the rules last year, Scoop, as you know, in the NBA. He almost has to deliver a title to Balmer. Pressure on Kawhi, plus Kawhi's reputation and legend could just boom with a Clippers win. You got Giannis and the Bucks that are nearly yeah. getting into this territory of, yeah, you guys just beat teams in a regular season, but we can't take you seriously. Doc Rivers, yep. who I love, has got a chip on his shoulder, and then beating Simmons yep. have never proven anything. You got Chris yep. Paul, as great as he is. Oh, he never wins in the playoffs, yep. man. Never wins in a playoffs. And then he get to the Never get to a final. Yeah, they get the Utah Jazz had a great year, and nobody ever believes in them. Shaq's ripping yep. them. I don't believe in you guys. You guys ain't nothing. Yep. Everybody's got something to prove, Scoop. Everybody has something to prove. But, and the team that has probably the most to prove, I think, uh, in this current situation, just dealing with this season because of how we, we, we deal with things in such an expedient matter, it goes down to the Brooklyn Nets. You know, and I don't think necessarily historically they have to win it right now in order to, you know, laminate their – you know, status, historically what they're capable of doing. But I think they're in almost like a lose-lose situation where it would be great for Brooklyn as a team and as an organization to win one. But it's almost going to be by default because people are going to look all around and whoever comes through, they're going to find the excuse of where Brooklyn you should have won. There's no excuse for you not to win. You know, Kevin, Kevin's stature is not going to be um, upgraded because of this. Because, yes, he's trying to, like you said, probably do something to – you know, distance that thing that he joined the, you know, and created a super team and get credit for kind of doing it on his own. But once they added James Harden, it's like, all right, you put yourself back in the same situation. You just weren't in control of it. You know, James Harden is going to be, well, you know, this doesn't change anything for what you weren't able to do in Houston. It doesn't change anything. You know, Kyrie, it really nothing. Them individually winning this title doesn't do anything for their legacies. Kyrie might get the most love out of it. It's a great point. People are going to say to Harden, you just joined those guys. People are going to say to Durant, you didn't even play half the time there in Brooklyn. Kyrie might get the most love, actually, out of you. Great point for you. Yeah, he might. He he, he might because of the way he's played. And, and, you know, as long as people don't, you know, fall into the bandwagon that he, he doesn't, you know, really care about basketball, that we are human beings and we can have shared interests and still excel. And one thing, you know, we don't all have to be like Kobe and Mike to be great. Yeah. You know, that, that our minds can work on two different things. And, you know, we, we, we can play the game of basketball at the high level and still have other interests. You know, as long as people don't fall into that narrative. And, yeah, Kyrie may be the one to um, come away with at least something to build on his legacy from them winning the championship this year. But outside of that, I think it's fair game all across the board. But I will tell you this, though. Not about who wins. It's about who loses and when they lose is where we're going to see the greatest impact in these playoffs coming up. Because – Unfortunately, Milwaukee cannot lose to Miami in the first round. They just can't. That can't happen. 
You know, we're talking about the Lakers. Now you're looking at what happened in Milwaukee, and they're actually going backwards if you go year to year. In 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 the, in the Giannis era, as far as playoffs are concerned, they have a lot to lose. Utah in the West, you know, they have to get out the first round. More than anything, the Clippers have to get out the first round. They have to. Uh, kicking it with us, and you're you're right. The pressure, that's what I love about this. There's, and even though people are going to talk about Brooklyn, they're going to talk about LeBron, they're going to talk about Kawhi, the pressure on Giannis and Milwaukee, internally it has to be massive. Externally, people are talking about him as much as they have in past years. But put it this way, bro, they lose in the first round. They lose. They lose in the second round. We could have a new coach in Milwaukee next year. Well, you're right, but it depends on, once again, who they lose to and how they lose. Yeah, yeah. They you know, need to beat Miami, like, though. <laughs> they can't lose to Miami. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my point. They need yeah. to beat Miami because, unfortunately, Miami's not going anywhere anytime soon. And if you lose to them two years in a row, you know, and the young players are only going to get better, you have a problem. You have a real problem. And then they, they what, lost in the conference finals two years ago. They lost in the conference semifinals last year. I think that was who, when Miami beat them was at the conference finals. I forgot when they lost to them last year. I can't remember. Yeah, it no, was, it was Boston. Uh, we took, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was the final four. Exactly. It was uh, Boston uh, Eastern Conference Finals with the uh, the right. Miami Heat. Miami, right. So, okay, like I'm saying, conference finals, conference semifinals, first round. They're regressing. Every year they're going backwards, and you're not supposed to do that if you're vying for a championship. So they cannot lose in the first round this year because at least they can say, all right, we got to the second round and we lost this time the same time we lost last year, even though we upgraded, with, you know, Drew Holiday and all that and the other. You can't, in the playoffs, make it seem like you're taking steps backwards. And if, if, if you look at Milwaukee next three years, the last three years, if they lose to Miami, they can't lose until two years in a row losing the first round. It, it, I think it's going to be beyond coaching. It's going to be a front office change, possibly. No, you're right. And listen, they had they had the Raptors on the ropes. I was there. I was there, Scoop. It was game yeah. three of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Bucks were up two games to none. They lost in double overtime in, in game three. How NBA history could be different. All right, more with Scoop Jackson. Yeah, but you know what? Sports gaming insights and expert analysis on daily sporting events. Information you can take to the bank. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Cool is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you gotta do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger management class continues. We're getting fired up, man. We're on the we're on the floor here with Scoop Jackson, the OG of the game, breaking it down. So a Scooper hey, getting fired up about Gabe, the no, no, wait, wait, Gabe, Gabe, <laughs> Gabe. I was about to say that it wasn't Game Three that lost that series. 
because, you know, they said it was a double overtime game. That's up for grabs. You know, the scenery had changed. It's game five. That's the one. When Chris Middleton did not show up. You can't be that second. What did he have, five or six points in that pivotal game? Yeah. That's the one. So, I was only cutting you off say, hey, I understand game three, but it was game five where they haven't recovered from. Because that like shows you how. Now, though. Don't you like their roster now too. better? They're tough. I like the roster better, Tucker but it doesn't. Holiday. Love it. I love it. But here's the deal. If you can't get past Miami, roster doesn't mean a damn thing. It really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. Because, once again, Miami is not going anywhere anytime soon. That's the thing. You, the one thing they don't want to be is the new Toronto Raptors when LeBron was in the East. That's the one thing that Milwaukee does not exactly. want to do. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know about that. Uh, all right, Scoop. So how about this? Start spreading the news, man. The New York Knicks are in yes, the season. And how about this, man? Um, my boy has season tickets, and he's taken a beating over the years because he lives in Los Angeles. Let's just be real. He sells the tickets, right? So he's right. been taking a beating over the years, and uh, he's smiling like the Joker, man. He looks like he's Ledger right now. Um, <laughs> $1,700 a ticket scoop. Cheapest ticket to get in the building, bro. $1,700. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and, that, wait, and that's during the pandemic when a small amount of people are able to get in. <laughs> so, you know, wait, wait, you know, hey, just like the stock market, man, it's it's it fluctuates, you know, and in this situation, the market for the New York Knicks has not been volatile, but now it's getting a little volatile. And this is a good time to, like, take advantage of it because you've been taking so many L's for so many years. You know, I am. um Yeah, I'm happy for the Knicks. You know, uh, I don't think I'm happy for James Dolan. I don't know if anybody's happy for James Dolan. But for Tibbs, Derrick Rose, Julius Randle, you know, Wes Wesley, Leon Rose, all these, look. Everybody's happy for them because they collectively all feel that they have, you know, um, been thrown shade throughout their careers for no reason, for, for, you know, for reasons basically out of their control. And this seems to be their, you know, um, you know, their climb back, as uh, J. Cole would say. <laughs> and, and speaking of which, exactly. And how about D. Rose? So I, I know you know D. Rose, of course, yep. you know, being, being from Chicago and. You know, I saw I saw an article the other day. Someone wrote it, and it said Kyrie Irving is the MVP this year, and it said most valuable person, and it was talking about how Kyrie actually will talk and has thoughts and does care about people and not just himself and shoe contracts. Yeah. Yet if there's if there's a guy that was sort of Kyrie before Kyrie, it's Derrick Rose and. Listen, you've seen Derek. You've seen the rise and fall, and now the rise again of Derek mm-hmm. Rose. But I've always been impressed with what's just such a good guy he is. You know, I know like he never talked about it, but paying for funerals for for people and families, he didn't even yeah. know. He didn't even know yeah. them, right? They, you yeah. know, the yeah. family would be anonymous, and he wouldn't even want them to know it was him. But it was yeah. him. The guy just cares about his community and a hell of a basketball player that just sort of became like a punchline, right? Almost like a one-hit wonder mm-hmm. in music. Oh, Derrick Rose. Oh, Derrick Rose. But what a career this guy's put together. And, you know, I'm just so happy to see the success he's had now. And how about the Knicks? And these guys are for real, man. It's not like they just backed in the playoffs here. No, that's that's the power of, you know, Thibodeau. And, and, and what he's able to do when he surrounds himself with players who believe in him. Um, you know, and if you look at Thibodeau's history – Every player that had the, every player that played for him had their career year playing for him. He's made damn near every player that played for him in the NBA a lot of money. I'm talking from Derrick Rose to Jimmy Butler to Lou Aldang to Joel Kim yeah, yeah. Noah to Todd Gibson, you know, to I'll go down the line. 
You know, and now look at what he's done with Julius Randle. You know, Thibodeau gets the best out of his players. Every, hell, Nate Robinson and DJ Augustine had hella years, you know, playing with Tibbs. Tibbs brings it out of you, and there's something about playing for him. Um, and and, and that's, what, that's what Derek had his best runs, playing for Thibodeau. So I think what we're seeing is, is Derek understanding what he can do, Thibodeau understanding what we can ask Derek to do. You know, asking him right now to play 35 minutes a game and run the squad, he can't do that because of health reasons. But if you pace him back, give him 25 minutes a game, let him understand his importance to the team, and not put that type of stress on his particular body, you know, then you can find a role in that comfortability of playing for kids because you know what he expects out of you. And, he, and everybody who plays for him loves him so much. And you know, you know you're going to get your best basketball out of him. He's going to get you and elevate you to the player that you didn't even know that you were. That, you know, that's an amazing thing to have as a player. And as somebody who was around that Bulls organization when he came here, to hear them talk about that. You know, to hear them speak to how they feel about Tibbs. We in the media kind of dog Tibbs, and that goes back to the shade I was talking about earlier. We find reasons to dog him, but nobody talks about the players that play for him. And you ever wonder how come he's able to continue to build squads and every player that used to play for him runs back to play for him again? Not only does he give the, he gets some bags, he also gets the best out of them in ways coaches that aren't able to do. So Derrick Rose just happens to be right now the embodiment of what kids' coaching career is like. And that's why we're seeing the best out of him because those two are back together. Trust me, Julius Randle will do anything to play for Tom Tears for the rest of his career. <laughs> Trust me on this. <laughs> That's a great point, the array scoop, as far as guys wanting to reunite, reunite with him. And you know what's impressive, too? And even I was one of those guys, I'm going to admit, it's a shock scoop, but I'm not always right. Most of the time, but not always. But I was all like, I was like, man, I don't know about Thibodeau's style in the modern NBA. I don't know about the modern style in the NBA. But that's why it works, because nobody plays this style, right? And then they're, exactly. they're, they're the badass now, and they're the ones in your face. But listen, I've got to ask you, Scoop, obviously we've got to get to, we've got to, get to the Hollywood primetime matchup here between, uh, between the Warriors and the Lakers, and you know, yeah. LeBron is just such a brand. It's almost like it's like oh, like the Warriors don't really have a rivalry with the Lakers, but they do with LeBron. Like right away, I right. just think of LeBron, Draymond Green, Curry, Warriors, three-one. You know the drill, scoop. So here we are again, yeah. right now. The Warriors have problems with size, and the Lakers do have size. So to me, this just really comes down to: Can Steph Curry steal this one? Can he put him on his back? And we know he's seen it. Uh, we've seen him do this before. Curry is a great coach, and remember I said, Scoop, I love it. It's like college basketball. This is yeah. only one game, bro. It's not a series. It's one game. No. Yeah, it's, the Lakers have more depth. You're better. We get it, but this is one game, Scoop. And the only thing I think in this situation, even in this one-game situation, that, that benefits the Lakers is experience uh, on their side. You know, everybody on that squad, even without winning the championship last year, kind of has some type of understanding of what it's like to play in, you know, games like this. Not championships, you know, but just games like this at the pro level. You know, especially with LeBron and AD being the, the centerpieces of that. Um, but if you look at the squad that is going to take the floor for the Golden State Warriors, no disrespect, man, but half of those cats just came from the G League a couple of months ago. <laughs> so they have no idea what it's like to even be in, the, in this particular situation. And a lot of them don't even have the college experience of understanding what it's like to be in the NCAA tournament and have to carry a squad past another squad and be that underdog to understand the urgency of this matter. Steph understands that, you know, because of what he did at Davidson. And there's always that muscle memory goes back to that. But Steph alone – 
against a team like the Lakers with this particular team that they're going to the floor with for Golden State, it's going to be hard for me to think that they're going to, you know, have a way to come out of that victorious. You know, Steph can drop 60, but I still don't think, like you said, with Anthony Davis doing what he has to do, you know, uh, down on the post, uh, you know, Andre Drummond being there, you know, the bigs that they do have, Montrez Harrell being down there. I, I just think over the course of a game, even if Steph has a phenomenal game, if it's going to offensively be enough to offset the size and the poise and the experience that the Lakers have in this one-game situation. Uh, Scoop, we've only got about two minutes out here, so let me ask you about a player. There's one guy, and there's sort of one team and one guy that Tibbs couldn't reach and couldn't get to. Andrew Wiggins, right? Wiggins, you know, a guy that nobody's ever really been able to get to dig down deep. And I don't know, Wiggins one of these guys, too. I think he tries harder than people realize. He just doesn't sweat, and he's one of these dudes that doesn't look like he's going all out. But he's, you know, I mean, the guy's put up big numbers over his career, but not statement numbers. You know what I'm saying? And I I thought of Wiggins, too, when you you talked about a college. I remember Wiggins scored like six points and lost to Stanford in the NCAA tournament. And it's always just sort of been a, yeah, yeah, just pay me, and I'll give you some points sometimes, guy. But we got about a minute here. I mean, he needs to step up. He can make a name for himself in a spot like this, Scoop. If he can step up with a big game. Well, if he can step up defensively and help out Draymond, you know, in the system that they play defensively. And I understand it takes a a long time to understand, you know, what they want to do defensively, you know, on the Warriors, you know, what Ron Adams has instilled down there. Um, So it's it's not not like you're into it and you understand it. You know, and I think if you look, Okay, what Wiggins has done defensively over the course of the season has been really, really good. He's getting an understanding of it. But he doesn't have to put up decent numbers. If he can give them 20 points, but, you know, make it difficult for LeBron, you know, and helping out on, you know, because I'm pretty sure Draymond's going to get him a lot. But if he can, you know, between he and Draymond, if they can really make it difficult for LeBron to have one of those LeBron-type games, then I think he will serve his purpose in this one-game situation. That's where I think the money's going to be worth it. And, you know, I don't think Tibbs had a chance with him down in Minnesota because um, I don't want to just blame it all on Jimmy Butler, but, you know, they were too young and they didn't really understand, and, you know, um, he, he just needed more time. But I think what, what Andrew Wiggins has been able to do in Golden State this year has made me at least appreciate him because I didn't even appreciate him. I was like you. I was like, you're not even trying to play basketball. But he, he did step up, up a bit, and he did it on the defensive end. So if he does that, you know, helping out, you know, and sharing the load on, on making it difficult for LeBron to have one of those LeBron games, then then it'll be worth it. Scoop, we got to get out of here, but I can't help but think, especially with Kwame Brown in the news and doing the podcast. Of, yeah, Butler went Jordan on them, and it didn't end well for anybody. Scoop, we got to get out of here. Bro. <laughs> it's always a pleasure, my man. Great catching up with you, Scoop. Anytime, man. Good talking to you. We'll talk soon. Remember the good old days before you found us, got the winning edge, and started winning? Neither do we. Thank God. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. These days, it's hard to find something you can trust. Your car? Yeah, right. Trust takes time. And that's why we're here. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. We are your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Excellent stuff. Excellent. Uh, thanks to uh, Scoop Jackson for kicking with us, man. Uh, Scoop and I go way back. He's been uh, joining us. I was thinking about it. We talked about it before, but going on. Listen, uh, we're moving on 20 years now with this show. Uh, we're like 19 and a half, whatever, January. It'll be 20 years officially. And uh, Scoop Jackson's definitely been coming on for about, I'd say about 15 of the 19 years. About 15 of the 19. We've had a lot of guests come and go over the years, but uh, we check in with Scoop a couple of times a year, and we'll definitely get him back on uh, during the NBA playoffs. Great stuff uh, with Scoop. Wild night tonight in the world of sport, man. You know, it's a great listen, man. It's the one thing that the the pandemic has done, at least for the sports fan, is it's just been a it's 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 one event after another. Worlds are colliding that normally wouldn't. I mean, hell, man, Sam Houston State just won the college football national championship over the weekend. Like, there's everything going on. <laughs> like, even they had the national championship soccer game uh, the other night. There's like everything going on. Like, you've got you've got a golf major this week, and uh, we're gonna hit. We're, we'll be uh, we'll get into the golf tomorrow on game time decisions. Uh, we'll get into the golf uh, because it's major week. Uh, Dubsy will join us, and uh, the raging redhead Cam Stewart uh, tomorrow night. We'll get uh, Cam's golf picks, and of course uh, Babano, uh, Babano's guy. <laughs> What's Babano's guy saying? So, yeah, wild night tonight. If you're just joining us, you don't know what happened. Jason Tatum went off for 50 points tonight for the Boston Celtics. An epic uh, performance by Jason Tatum. Spencer Turnbull became the fifth pitcher to throw a no-hitter this year. The Seattle Mariners got no-hit again. John Means no-hit them. Uh, Baltimore, remember. Uh, It's hard to keep up. I know Wade Miley had the last one, but Means was before him. So that's the second time Seattle had been no-hit already. We're not even two months into the season, and they've been hit no-hit twice. They don't even suck, but that's the deal. You either win a game or you get no-hit now. That's, That's the new drill. So it was a wild night across the board, actually. There's a lot of stuff just from a sporting context, right? If you're a sports historian or whatever, it's, you know, we get caught up. A lot of, listen, I am like a sport fan. Like, I actually like the athletes and respect the athletes. Like, you listen to Scott Wetzel's show. I don't know why this guy watches sports. Like, he hates everybody and he hates everything, right? This guy sucks. This league sucks. Everybody sucks. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Why do you watch it? Um, if it sucks so hard, right? Like, um, but I'm actually like, I'm not just about the bet. I want to win my bet and stuff, but 
Look, I didn't have money on Spencer Turnbull tonight. I didn't have money on that game. I still wanted to watch the last inning. I'm like, all right, I want to see this. It's baseball. It's it's no hitter here. So I am sort of fascinated uh, by, like, wow, all these things happened tonight. You know, Jason Tatum goes off for 50. A lot of weird stuff tonight, actually. So let's start off with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum now has three career 50-point games, one shy of matching Larry Bird. If you're one shy of matching Larry Bird in anything, you're pretty good. So, um, yeah, Jason Tatum has now uh, three career 50-point games, one shy of matching Larry Bird for most in Celtic history, including regular season, postseason, and play-in tournaments. <laughs> As we stated, this isn't regular season or uh, or postseason, but it counts. He gets credit for the 50-point game. Unlike baseball, the NBA doesn't screw you. Can you imagine that, Matthias? Imagine if they said that to Tatum. Yeah, sorry, your 50-point game doesn't go into the Celtic history book because it was a play-in game. They didn't do that because that would be stupid, right? It counts. It's 50 points. It counts. You know, it's funny because I hate the Celtics. I don't hate the Celtics, but I generally don't like Boston sports teams. And I don't know if my hate is subsiding a little bit already just because they're not as good as they have been in the past. But I've always liked Jason Tatum. And that's the thing. Like, you know, I don't want to like the Celtics, but I like their players. Kemba Walker's a cool dude. He's a good player. Jason Tatum's awesome. Um, Jalen Brown plays hard. I'm a fan of his. Marcus Smart's one of those guys that could be a jerk, but you want him on your team, right? Like, uh, I've always liked Evan Fournier. Uh, he's always been a good to me in the DFS world in yesteryear <laughs> so with Orlando. I, like, I, you know, Coach Stevens, I got no beef with. I got no beef with the Celtics, right? I'm sort of agnostic when it comes to that. I'm not for or against them. Uh, but I did lose tonight. I hit some props, but I did lose uh, picking the Wizards. But I think the Wizards are going to beat the Pacers, and it leads me into the Lakers, although we'll get to the Lakers in a second. I just want to recap the crazy stuff that happened. This is what's nuts, all right? So Spencer Turnbull, and I swear to God, for you guys that actually pay attention, that tune in on a nightly basis, no, I've been saying this all year. I've been saying this for years, but specifically this year because it's five no-hitters. It's rare that, like, aces throw no-hitters. I don't know what it is. You know, there's a few of them. Like, Justin Verlander's done it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying in the history of baseball, but modern baseball, it's not the stud pitchers that do it. It's not Walker Bueller. You know what I mean? It's not Jay. Wait, where's Jacob DeGrom's no-hitter? Where, you know I mean? Where's Jacob? Jacob DeGrom's amazing. Where's Bieber's no-hitter? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where are these top guys? You know, where are their no-hitters? So Spencer Turnbull, like, really? Spencer Turnbull. Guy lost, like, 17 games a couple of years ago. So, yeah, good for Spencer Turnbull. Congratulations to him. A moment he'll never forget. But how about this? This is the first time there was ever a no-hitter with Angel Hernandez behind the plate. Why? Because he's a big jerk. It's impossible. That's amazing. Angel Hernandez has done a lot of games uh, over the years. You know, one of the worst officials, referees, slash umpires, whatever you want to call them, and, you know, any sport, like in the history of sport. In the history of sport. This guy's bad, like beyond bad. So that's interesting. The first time a no-hitter's ever been thrown with Angel Hernandez behind the plate. Um, We talked about it earlier, the fifth no-hitter of the season. It's... um, there's the most no-hitters right now. This They keep breaking this number because whatever, since 1917. 
All right, so since just the second time in Major League Baseball history, there's been five no-hitters before the month of June, 1917. Right, so they keep breaking this 1917 record and stuff. They're going to shatter the all-time record of uh, of no-hitters in a year. So it was a pretty wild night uh, tonight in the sports world from a historical perspective. And and Sabrina, uh, yeah, 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 Otani. I want to get into Otani. Otani hit his 14th home run of the year. This guy, and as we stated earlier too, the baseball media doesn't seem to hold it against players. That they don't seem like they don't baseball media. Man, we have a lot of stuff to hit with Takafin this week. Baseball media, they don't seem to like judge most valuable player as in you helped your team win anything. Baseball most valuable player seems to be whoever has the best statistical year. Let's just be real, right? Like they don't. I don't think they value whether the team won or not. Like we've seen that. Well, you know, we'll get into this later in the week. Um, as far as the history of this, of, of MVPs. But, you know, let's look at the correlation. You know what I mean? Like the NBA, the NBA, your team, you have to be, you have to be, have a great year, awesome year, and your team has to have an awesome year to win the MVP in the NBA. Right? Or it's by default, like Jokic. Not, you know, Jokic is great, but everybody got hurt all the time. And um, so Otani, unless Otani gets hurt, which is possible, but, this guy really is. He really is unbelievable. So Otani's um, Otani's got 14 home runs right now, and he's a badass pitcher. And uh, Sabrina Ionescu becomes the youngest player in WNBA history to nail down a triple double, 26, 12, and 10 in a Liberty win. And she just, you know, what's crazy? Shit, was her birthday. God, uh, we should have uh, we should have bet on her. I you got, well, let's just start betting on these New York Liberty games, man. Like she's, she's, you know, I got, I saw she had a buzzer beater the other night. So lesson learned though tonight a little bit, a little bit, because you know we're kind of stupid and stubborn about lessons. Yeah, let's be real here. You know, we kind of knew the Wizards were in tough tonight. Tatum goes off for fifty, but we also said, you know what? You get the Wizards as a small underdog tonight, and if they lose, they're going to beat the Pacers on Thursday or the or the Hornets. And I, I, you know, I get it. The Pacers were uber impressive tonight; they really were. But they're not playing the Hornets, all right? Washington will be better at home. They just didn't. They couldn't get into a rhythm. I don't know. They, it was weird. They didn't have any spirit tonight. Like usually, Washington are a very enthusiastic team, like with dunks and high fiving and like a lot of smack talk and. They didn't have that energy tonight. I don't know what it was. Like, it wasn't just Westbrook. It was all of them. Like, Beal, all of them. They just weren't in it. Like, you know what I mean? They hung around in the game until the fourth. It got away from them as the fourth went on. But they just didn't get into the whole, ever in a pocket. But I think they will back home. And similar situation. Do I think that Steph Curry can take the Golden State Warriors and put them on his back and carry him into the postseason? Yes, I can. Um, yeah, I, I do. I can see that. Yeah, I do think that. I can see that. Yeah. But what's more likely here, right? What's more likely? That Curry goes off and drops 48 tomorrow and somehow they beat the Lakers and then the Lakers have to play the winner of the Spurs and the Grizz? Or is it no? The Lakers are going to win this game and then um, and then Curry will have to pull his magic at home on Thursday or on Friday, whatever on Friday, pull his magic, and then um, 
and then Curry can win at home against the Grizzlies. Like, what's more believable? You know what I mean? The Warriors have two cracks at this. So, I don't know. Like, I'm not an anti. You know what? I like the Lakers. I've liked the Lake organization my entire life, but I'm not a big fan of LeBron's Lakers and AD's Lakers. I can't lie. But, so I'm not going to bet out of spite. I'm telling you, Matthias, I've gotten more cold feet here. And I'm not ready to get in front of the Lakers tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I could take the Warriors, like, on Friday, whatever, when they play who they play. But tomorrow seems like a dangerous game to take them. I'm almost more willing to take Steph Curry over five and a half three-point shots because even if he goes off, they can still lose the game. So I've got cold feet about the Warriors now in this game. I think the Lakers take it tomorrow, Gabe. I don't know if they cover the points, but I think that they have enough to get by the Warriors. You know, we're talking about Anthony Davis and LeBron James coming back, the defending champs. I know that the chemistry is not there yet, but it's not like they're playing the Clippers. It's not like they're playing the Phoenix Suns or the Utah Jazz. They're pretty much just playing Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, and Draymond Green. I think they get the job done pretty easily tomorrow. Yeah, the number, you know, what was it, seven? Came down to five uh, five at FanDuel. We heard there were fours in Vegas briefly. Now it's creeping back up to five and a half. And I have been wrong as far as, you know, predicting where these numbers are going to go at times yet. I'm starting to get the feeling that there's going to be a buyback with the Lakers here as game time approaches. You know what I mean? It opened at seven. The, the, look, the odds makers saw it fit to open it at seven. The market bet it down. The market's starting to move a little bit right now. The Lakers are minus 235 on the money line. See, Matthias, I get the feeling actually the other way, that the Lakers either smoke these guys or the Warriors win a close one. Like, the Warriors won't cover. You know what I mean? They'll either win outright, like, you know, in a really close game at the buzzer or something, or they'll just get rolled. And I'm starting to think that they just get rolled. The late-night anger management class. Bring it. It's your lucky day. You found the trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. Go ahead, kick the tires. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. When you need information, you go to an expert, not just anybody, but someone who's been right on the money before. So when it comes to gaming, odds, and more, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. And Andrew Davis and Steve Merrill. Tomorrow night, uh, we'll have uh, Babano, of course, 
That is Golf Guys Tips, uh, major championship week, PGA Championship. So we'll get into that. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Ton of stuff to get to uh, tomorrow night. And uh, we've got Joe Ranieri on the radar. It's been too long. Uh, been too long since uh, Joe's been on with us. So uh, Joe Ranieri on the radar tomorrow night as well. A lot of stuff to get to. We'll have more craziness. It's a full slate of NHL hockey uh, tomorrow night. But big night in the NBA tomorrow. We, you know, we talked about the Lakers in the Golden State game. And I'm, um, like I said, I think Golden State are going to get in ultimately, but not here against the Lakers. The Lakers, and also the Lakers want to play Phoenix. You know, they the Lakers think they can beat Phoenix, and they got the size to deal with Phoenix, as opposed to, like, Utah are a pretty big team. So I think the Lakers want this. They want the seven seed here. They want to nail this down and get the games over with, and, and plus get a couple of days rest here too, right? They're, they're beat up a little bit. So, you know, get the win, you know, heal up, get ready for the weekend and rock and roll on Sunday. San Antonio-Memphis is a tough one, isn't it? The Spurs have, like, backed into the playoffs here. Like, they, they haven't played well. Yet Memphis, I have a hard time trusting Memphis. I hate this game. Um, but I'm leaning with the Spurs plus the points. Leaning with the Spurs. Don't love it, all right? Don't love it. And even if the Lakers win tomorrow, I think Curry could go off. So take a look at Curry over five and a half three-point shots made. I was just looking at a parlay here. Lakers to win, just on the money line, Lakers to win the game and the Washington Wizards to win against the Pacers on Thursdays, plus 131. But let's juice this up here. Let's see. The Lakers minus the points, and then the Wizards to win the game is plus 206. So we got a busy night, man, tomorrow night. And you know it's going to be epic. Washington and Boston's going to be a crazy game. I think that game's probably going to go to overtime. Carolina Hurricanes going to roll the Preds again. And you know what? I think the Edmonton Oilers will be the Winnipeg Jets in game one. We'll break it all down at 6 Eastern. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. You're listening to sports news you can actually use. Actionable insights and expert perspectives on daily sporting events. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.